the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's plenty of spiritual phenomena out there for you to have in religion. Go back to chapter 12, verse 2, and notice that that's exactly what Paul describes to the Corinthians. It's fascinating when you study 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. You can read commentaries. You can listen to tapes. You can let people teach it to you. Almost Invariably, almost always, they skip verse 2 and 3. Because people just have seem to have absolutely no idea what, what Paul's talking about. But think about this. Paul said, now concerning spiritual gifts, chapter, chapter 12, verse 1, I would not have you ignorant. If I say to you, listen, you listen to what I'm going to say, and I don't want you to miss this. I, want, I don't want you to miss what I'm going to say. Wouldn't you think that the next thing I say is going to be real important? Sure it is. In fact, if I say, don't be ignorant about this, absolutely the next thing I say is going to be the crux of the whole matter. Well, verse 2 and 3 are going to be that important. Chapter 12, verse 2. You know, oh, by the way, <laughs> you got to know something? Verse 3, wherefore I give you to understand. You see, that's how you get rid of ignorance, is knowing something and understanding something. Verse 2, you know that you were carried away under these dumb idols, even as... That is, the, the Corinthians, before they, before they came to Christ and trusted Christ, they had been deceived by spiritual phenomena found in the pagan religious system. In fact, he says they were carried away under these dumb idols. Dumb here in the sense it's the issue of speaking. It's not dumb like no brains. It's dumb like in he can't speak. You see, the issue is going to be here about speaking. They had, been, they had literally been uh, deceived into thinking that the idols that they worshipped could speak. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19, talks about that phenomena in the midst of the nation Israel. Uh, he says, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, wizards. Now that's part of the pagan religious system. It's part of the occult. And people are going to try, they're trying to transition Israel away into the occult practices. And he says unto wizards that, listen, peep and mutter. That is, these wizards, these, these practices, the pagan religious practice of speaking in tongues, peeping and muttering, speaking in an unintelligible language of a static utterance that came from familiar spirits and wizards, came from the satanic policy of evil aimed at deceiving the nation Israel. Isaiah says, Shall not a people their God from the living to the dead to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. He said, Israel, you better know some things about God's word and what he's doing for you because you come along and somebody claims to be speaking for God and they speak in an unknown tongue and they, 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 they peep and mutter. They speak in this, oh, maybe they would call it a heavenly utterance, you know. And he said, that isn't what God's doing. That isn't where the Word of God is. It's in His book. But the the nation Israel was being deceived into the religious system of the world 
that use spiritual phenomena that look like it was from God to trick them. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 18, What profiteth the graven image that the maker thereof hath graven it? What's what's the value in an idol? The molten image and a teacher teacher of lies, that the maker of of his work trusteth therein to make dumb idols. Woe unto him that saith to the wood, Awake to the dumb stone, arise, it shall... You see, they think these idols that they've made out of wood and stone can talk and teach them. And he says they're, what they're teaching them is lies. Over in Psalm 115, he says they, they do not speak with their throat. <laughs> they watch them. They watch that idol. They watch its mouth and its mouth move, but they think it's talking. They've been tricked, deceived. The Corinthians had been deceived by this occult pheno- spiritual phenomena before they got saved. They were carried away, 1 Corinthians 12, to... Somebody says, well, we were carried away by the Spirit and begins. Yet when you examine 1 Corinthians chapter, Paul is very clear that the, 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 the spirits of a prophet are subject to the prophet. That when someone speaks in tongues or exercises any of the spiritual gifts, they have the ability to control what they're doing, when to, when to do it and not to do it, exercise their gift. You see, it's it's the pagan religious system of the world. It's the cult system of religion that causes you to lose control. So if you get in a meeting and you lose control and you begin to peep and mutter, Paul says, you remember doing that before you got saved. Now why would you think that what's saved is what God's doing now? Verse 3, Wherefore, I give you to understand... He said, you you need to get some understanding. You were just once by this spiritual phenomena that came from the the occult religious system. They said, the same thing's happening now. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Spirit of God. Now, that verse, by the way, has a context. The context is not normal. I mean, anybody can just say that Jesus is accursed or that Jesus is Lord. A lot of false cults say that Jesus is Lord. It's talking about speaking by the Spirit of God. It's talking about speaking in tongues. It's talking about spiritual gifts here. The spiritual speaking by the Spirit of God. What is that? That's the issue speaking in tongues. That's the thing that the Corinthians had gotten confused about. And Paul, he says, I give you to understand. You need to, you need to have a test so that you can know if your gift is a true gift from if it's a pagan imitation. And the issue is not how you feel or how emotional you can be. It's how much you can understand. You see, to, to separate the true gift from the pagan imitation, you've got to be able to understand what the person is saying. I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a cursed or can say that Jesus is Lord. You have to be able to hear what he says and understand. That's why in chapter 14, over and over, when he talks about the gift of tongues, there is the requirement that there be an interpreter. Why? If there isn't an interpreter, you don't understand what's being said. Now, the gift of tongues is just simply God giving someone the ability to speak a a foreign language that they never studied and learned to speak. 
So it's important to, to understand that. Because if you all of a sudden begin to speak a language that you never studied, there's no it's called an unknown tongue because the, the speaker nor the listener knows the language. You go to Acts chapter two, and when when the apostle spoke in tongues on the day of Pentecost, the Jews that were there from all those different nations that are listed in verse six to eleven, they said, How is it that we hear every man speaking in our own tongue? So we hear these guys speaking in our language. Everybody understood every word that was said on the day of Pentecost. In, some, in, in their own language. Somebody understood every word that was said. Now, you may not have understood all the words of all the other languages. Or there's a dozen of them listed there. But they would understand it in their native. Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14, the most important thing that you can know and understand about speaking in tongues is found in chapter 13. Chapter 13, by the way, is not one of the great snow jaw in Bible studies to say 1 Corinthians 13 is the great love chapter. 1 Corinthians 13 is not the great love chapter of the Bible. If you've got to have a great love chapter, it's 1 John chapter 4. That's not what 1 Corinthians 13 is all about. 1 Corinthians 13 is a rebuke to the Corinthians about their misuse of the sign gifts, of the spiritual gifts. And there's something in it that he says you need to know. Chapter 12, verse 31, he says, But covet earnestly the best gifts, yet show I unto you a more excellent way. This is the thing that you got to get, you got to know about spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8, Charity never fails. It's going to last forever. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall, listen, cease whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Now, in the context, he's talking about the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of knowledge. And he says this, the, the spiritual gift program, the, the spiritual gift of uh, uh, prophecy, the gift of tongues, the gift of knowledge, are going to cease operating. They're going to vanish away. They're going to they're, they're fail. They're no, they're gonna, there's going to come a time when they no longer operate, where God doesn't do them anymore. Well, if they're going to cease, when is that going to be? Verse number 9. For... Now, that's a particle of further explain when they're going to cease. We know in part, and we prophesy in part. We have partial knowledge, so our gifts are partial. But when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part should be done away. Now, the why is verse 9, the when is verse 10. When that which is perfect has come. And by the way, somebody says, oh, that's the second coming of Christ. Well, where in the world did you get that from? In these three chapters, the second coming of Christ is never mentioned. The issue of knowledge is mentioned over and over. The context here has nothing to do with the second coming of Christ. That's just a religious, uh, well, that's just a scheme. <laughs> that, that's just something that people work up to try to get around what this passage says when they don't want the passage to really say what it says. It's a theological gimmick that you got out of the songbook, by the way. When that which is perfect has come. That is, that which is in part is done away. What's in part? Knowledge. We know in part. Well, what will complete incomplete knowledge? Only one thing. Complete even if it was, Even if it took place at the second coming of Christ, if you wanted to say that, it still has to be complete knowledge. But my friend, God hasn't, hasn't left us to wait until the second coming of Christ for the complete knowledge. When did, complete, when did the completion of everything God wants you to know arrive? That's right, you knew when the Bible was completed. 
when God finished the revelation that he was given and the word of God was completed, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, that the man of God may be, listen, perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. You should write down 2 Timothy 3.17 by 1 Corinthians 13.10 in the margin of your Bible. When that complete revelation, that perfect, finished revelation from God, then all these spiritual gifts, by the way, not just the gift of tongues, but all of them, are no longer needed. And the past says they're gonna, they cease. Now, if they ceased when the Word of God was completed, then somebody says, well, Brother Rick, now what is it that we see about us today? Well, you know that you were carried about by these dumb uh, you you were carried about under these dumb idols even as you were led friend all pagan religions do these things all pagan religions talk in tongues they do all these phenomena what you today that that's, that seeps out of the 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 occult origins mind thinking of of of, of the religious system out there comes over into the church of our day, just like it did at Corinth, it's just what Paul's false doctrine. It's just bad doctrine. It's being scriptural because it's in the Bible, but it's not being dispensational because it isn't the Word of God rightly divided. It's just bad doctrine followed by ignorant brethren. Well, don't be ignorant. Don't be an ignorant brother. Don't be an ignorant saint. Get your feet fixed in what God's doing rather than in experiences and in your religious system. And just relax, and let what God be what God says be true, and every man, whether it's you, me, or anybody else, be wrong. Could I give you a free Bible study tape? I I I, I long for you and enjoy the freedom and the liberty of being able to be staged, knowing what the word has to say about it. I give you to understand. Paul said, "I'd like to give you a free Bible study tape." It's entitled. Six Things Tongue Talkers Don't Talk About. It's a detailed study of 1 Corinthians chapter 19. We'll look at it next week. And it goes through the test that Paul gives there to authenticate spiritual gift, particularly the gift of tongues, so that you can spiritual gift is genuine or an imitation. Scriptural test so that you can know whether what's happening is 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 real or if it's a imitation. Six things tongue talkers don't talk about. You need to have your faith rest on God's word to you. To receive your free copy, simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me here at the, at, at the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's the Richard Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, 60108. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible, because we have a, we have a rather uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is, is unique in, in several ways. First, we we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather, rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are 
uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries. We, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Bibles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an action basis through the use of a video. In other words, we the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is it allows you to enjoy the regular sound and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be, a serious student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio. And I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided, and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. If you don't have a fellowship to attend this week, where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided Word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me, and we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And, friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number, again, is 888-535-2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. I want to live the blood world, though Satan's darts at me are hurled, for faith has called the joyful sound, a song of saints on
Is the pressure of life or addiction affecting you or someone you know? You don't have to face it alone. A New Life Counselor can help. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE, 1-800-639-5433, or visit newlife.com. Hi, I'm Steve Lash at Blue Book Commercial Trucks and Vans. We have 2016 to 2021 shed-on cargo vans, both high and low roofs, some with racks and bins in stock right now. Don't order and wait a year. Get it now and get to work. Visit us at bluebookcars.com. Take it with you wherever you go with our mobile app, thewordorlando.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com, AM 990, and FM 101.5. Wor- All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger... I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? Being comfortable with a challenge by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this lean on me, and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by AA and the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. I'm out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy. So students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Florida. This message presented by the FHSAA and the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek... It's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to be jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. A bigger and stronger voice for God's Word is now here. 50,000 watts. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. WTLN Orlando. Where faith comes bearing. Portions of this broadcast hour are pre-recorded. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. 
looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Clarity Christian College, formerly known as Fulch. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Now, if you go to various churches uh, around the country, not just well, you could almost get all sorts of information from the pulpit about how to live your life, how to have a good marriage, how to get out of debt. All are important biblical truths, but often you will never really find out what does a true Christian really believe about what we'll call five important teachings or five doctrines from which then we get our daily Christian walk or daily Christian life. And so I would like to submit those to you in the next five Sundays that I I'm with you. The first one that we're going to talk about today is the one about God's mind on paper. What I would like to do from the teaching today is to let you know why we as a believer in Christ believe that the Bible is the superior book that was ever written, inspired by God, for man to follow, to believe, and to obey. And I'm going to open that in just a moment. The other four teachings that we're going to study in the weeks to come, next week I would like to submit to you the whole concept who God is and why we ought to trust this God and how that God works in our life. Now for some of you that already say, I believe there's a God and I already accept all of that, here's a question for you. If you were sitting on a bus bench waiting to go somewhere on the island and you got into a conversation about religion with someone next to you and they began to challenge you on the existence of God, how far do you think you could get in that conversation? Now that's the man on the street, perhaps on a bus bench. The problem in that would be if you struck up a conversation with some children or family members or your grandkids and they began to question the very bedrock upon which you thought they believed, which was God, how far do you think you could get in a conversation talking about the existence and the reality of God? And then the third doctrine, the third teaching we're going to talk about is Jesus Christ. There are a lot of people around that you could read about that often will try to dress like Christ and wear all these different garbs and even say that they're Christ or they're the Savior, they're the Messiah, they're the Redeemer. And again, who really is the true, genuine Jesus Christ, the Christ of the Bible? And then we hear a lot about the Holy Spirit or supernatural power or the unseen world of all of that. Who is the Holy Spirit and how does he manifest himself? Is it through supernatural actions or tongues or whatever else? How would we recognize who the Holy Spirit is and how is the Holy Spirit in relationship to Jesus Christ and God? Are the three separate or are they three the same? And then finally we're going to end on what I believe is the most important truth that ties it all together. Sure, believe that there's a God and have the right God and the only God. We could know that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords and He is the Savior. We could know the whole ministry and the personhood of the Holy Spirit and have all four of those correct. But if we don't have number five nailed down, when we die, and we all will die, there is existence after death, whatever your belief system might be. And it's that fifth one that will guarantee that when you die, you'll spend eternity in a place, a real place called heaven, with truly all of your sins forgiven, a place of great joy worshiping the God of the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about salvation being by faith alone and truly the only way to get to heaven. And that'll be the fifth truth. Well, today I want to speak to you, though, more about how we know the Bible is the inspired word of God. Now, perhaps some of you could be a little bit like me at the beginning of my understanding of the Bible. I grew up in a home where we never had a Bible in our house. We never said grace. We never went to church. But there was some, I guess, 
unspoken teaching that the Bible must be God's mind on paper, that this is truth and it's the highest truth, the most important information you would ever want to find about God. So I had some bit of a relative confidence in a Bible, even though I didn't know the Old Testament from the New Testament or all the different books of the Bible or hardly any of the stories. Now I find myself going and being invited to a youth meeting by Carol when I was 16. I sat in the youth meeting and the youth pastor was very wise. He opened up the Bible and before he ever explained to us how to live, how to go to heaven, he showed us how we could trust the Bible being inspired. Well, I kind of half listened to that because I didn't have trouble. He wasn't trying to convince an agnostic or an atheist. I just, okay, you believe it, I believe it, we're fine with all of that. And so I went right into believing that Jesus died, rose again, and I placed my faith in Christ. Now, that was on a Thursday night. There was no school on Friday. Monday, I'm now in school. In about my third or fourth class, we were in what is known as study hall. I don't know if they have them much here in Hawaii, but when I was growing up, they would give us in high school one hour a day so we could do our homework and do study. And it was in the library. But I was so excited about knowing that my sins were forgiven and that I was going to heaven that I started telling those that are around me, hey, guess what? You can have eternal life by faith in Christ. I was so excited. Now, here's where the rub came. One of the students in the class challenged me and he said, where, where is heaven? And I said, well, heaven is up. You know, it's, it's out there. He says, well, I believe that you exist in what is known as a fourth dimension. No, 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 no. And do you know, once he said that, I could show him no verse in the Bible why I knew the Bible was inspired. I could not either agree nor refute what he had to say, nor could I ever give any valid reasons of why I would believe that there is a God. I would believe in Christ and why I even believed I'd be going to heaven. I couldn't do that. Reality Ranch slapped me in the face about who Christ is from that one little kid. Now let me say this very quickly. Us probably know people that... Don't be the Bible's inspired in some degree. So let me just ask you, is that true? How many of you know of someone that's in your sphere of uh, influence that does not know or does not agree that the Bible is God's mind for fully and sufficient? Would you raise your hand? Okay, that's not un had any kind of conversation with people who either know it or pretty much can assume that they have said. Now here's a question. How many of you, you could go in a loving way, toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose with those people and be able to stay in a conversation long enough to be able to bring them to the understanding that the Bible is the inspired Word of God? You raise your hand on that. Some of you probably could get into that conversation and you may last in this little box. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.